everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and I'm here to tell you the real truth about Brazil. So for this episode, I thought it would be really cool to bring Amy Russell. She is from Australia and she is currently living there. I thought it would be really nice just because I think most of the time people from other countries they kind of think that Brazil and Australia are exactly the same, which although the both countries are quite similar in as, a few aspects, it's just two complete different countries. I mean, we're across the world from each other. So by the way, it was kind of hard to set up a time to record. I had to wake up extremely early and it was kind of late there where she was. But everything went just fine. Like I was having my coffee and she was having wine, which was hilarious. <laughs> But I had such a great time recording with her. She's a great guest. And overall, we just talked about misconceptions that people have about Australia, how the country dealt with COVID and now is dealing with vaccines and just Australian culture in general. Also, I don't know if you remember if it was the case that you watched it, but do you know when we were kids and there were these shows like Sleepover Club, H2O, Just at Water, because those shows were my thing as a kid, and we kind of talked about that too. So it was overall so fun to record with her. I really enjoyed this episode, and I think that normally here in the podcast, episodes about different countries and different cultures do really well. I think you really like it just because it it's actually the point of the podcast, you know, just talk about Brazilian culture, but also other cultures that people don't know as much. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe and review on Apple podcast and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV podcast. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hello, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. It's so different. We had such a hard time, like trying to get a time that worked for both of us. The time zones are crazy. So for starters, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Amy. I am the co-host of a podcast called Friday Night Wine Fight. I'm from Australia and I live in Melbourne. So I'm in South of Australia, sort of not in South Australia, but in the South of Australia. Uh, I have completed two university degrees. I have a Bachelor of Commerce and a Bachelor of Law. I am currently a corporate governance manager in a financial advice and accountancy firm. I'm also a mum of a nearly eight-year-old daughter. I think people usually don't understand. I think you have the same, like I think Brazil and Australia are kind of the same because we are in the Southern Hemisphere. And while people are in the summer, they're in the United States and Europe, we are now on winter. And I think some people do not understand the concept of winter because <laughs> we also have it, you know, like it's really we cold. We are both like dressed up like cold right now because <laughs> yes. like you said, there is 11 degrees and here's 15. So it's, this is cold, you know? So um, I think we have 
a lot of this in common. People think that is summer all over the year. So um, how would you say life is in Australia, like the real life versus what people think it's like? I think like everywhere else in the world, there's a lot of assumptions about Australian life and people get that from the media, advertising, TV, movies. So we have this persona that we are all outdoorsy. We live in the bush or in forest or in small country towns in the outback. When in reality, we are just like everywhere else in the world or in most of the world really life is basically the same you live in a fairly normal house or apartment go to work or school you have family and friends you catch up with when you can fairly normal stuff we're not going out into the backyard and throwing um boomerangs or playing didgeridoos all day that's yeah a bit of a misconception I feel yeah and not not everyone lives near the water and like near the beach also or in the desert which is the other yeah. one that we get a lot yeah like these misconceptions are very insane honestly like we get pretty much the same here and there I guess like people think that we live in forest and that's just insane like they, they think <laughs> we don't have internet It's, it's the furthest thing I thought of when I was thinking about Brazil. So, yeah. <laughs> But I, I think, think that, most... yeah, I think that like people from the US and Europe, perhaps they do have this misconception of the countries in the Southern Hemisphere, I guess. Because it's kind of like different with the weather. And uh, I don't know, like kind of seems far away from them. To, for them to actually understand and like you said the movies and the tv shows they portray like totally different from the reality and often what happens is when europeans or americans come to australia it's usually well so i should say northern americans come to australia they usually come in for holiday so it's it is fun it's speeches it's fun it's you know doing all these australiana sort of things and i think brazil would probably be the same often people would go to brazil for holidays so they get that lifestyle but that's not necessarily what real life is like for the people that live here yeah exactly and like obviously that's the same when we visit them but i don't think they like understand that sometimes and it's like oh that's so cool you go to the beach every day Like, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, I wish, but no. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMEO5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just a pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. So something that was so different from Australia, I would say from the rest of the world, was the COVID situation there because especially Australia and New Zealand, they, the countries dealed so well with the virus. And it's something that 
obviously, especially Brazil did not handle well. We are still handling mm. it, having a hard time. So how was it for you? Because I remember that I was on TikTok and then there was like massive party and I remember New Year's and all. And then on the comments, people were guessing, oh, you're in Australia, aren't you? Because like <laughs> life was actually life. So how was it? Uh, yeah, I mean, we we had a bit of a rough trot at the start. And when I say rough, it's not rough compared to anywhere else in the world. We went into a nationwide lockdown sort of, I think it was about March or April last year. Then um, we all sort of emerged out of lockdown and things started to go back to normal. However, in my state of Victoria, things spiraled out of control. And when I say out of control, it wasn't out of control compared to everywhere else. We um, unfortunately we lost 900 lives, which people are losing triple that in a day. So that was all we lost over 2020. And we, as, as the state of Victoria, we were in lockdown for 115 days, I think it was. So after that, we, no, sorry, it was 15 weeks. That's right, 15 weeks. So from July to October. And during that time, actually, my two best friends and I decided to start podcasting. And we've been doing that for nearly a year now. So some good came out of COVID for us. And yeah, we've um, we've had a we had another lockdown in February in Victoria. Then we had another lockdown three weeks ago, and we've just today been it's been announced that we're in lockdown five. So when I say lockdown, it's pretty harsh. I've had a few chats with people from other countries, and they've discussed their lockdowns compared to ours. Ours is yeah, it's very harsh. You're not allowed to leave the house unless it's for one of uh, four reasons, five now. So those are to um, go to permitted work. So you have to have a permit that's issued from the government. You can go shopping for essential items for two hours per day within 5Ks of your home. You can exercise for a maximum of two hours outdoors. And for safety reasons, I mean, this is a problem everywhere in the world you can be with somebody else. So for instance, if you're single, if you live alone, you can meet up with another person, just one other person from another household and you can exercise together. So you can go for a walk, but you need to, you need to be socially distanced. And in most cases, in most of the lockdowns, you've had to wear a mask. Uh, what else? Um, oh, to get medical attention was the other one. And the fifth one now is to get vaccinated. I love the organization. Like we, we would never have this here, like in a few years, honestly, like we barely even had a lockdown, honestly. Yeah, ours yeah. was pretty harsh. But when I think about what we sacrificed for the result that we got, I'm not upset. But then again, I had it pretty good. I didn't lose my job. My job is actually pretty stable, despite the fact that we can't actually go into the office. I can work from home. So that's great. I had to homeschool my child, which was not fun. I am never, ever, ever, ever going to be a teacher. I cannot imagine how was that. Like my little cousins are struggling like really hard. I cannot imagine that. And trying to fit in six to seven hours of work a day around four to five hours of homeschooling. So we, we just, yeah, we coped and we did lots of phone chats with people, lots of FaceTime, 
uh, as I said, I started a podcast, which actually came out of my friends and I deciding that we should catch up on a Friday night um, and have a drink together over uh, FaceTime, just have a chat. Sometimes we would watch movies together. We found ways to, to keep in contact. It, it was just about finding a way to cope. Yeah, that's so nice. That's so nice. I love the idea. And I think like so many people started a podcast just because like, oh, if not now, when, <laughs> you know? I've got nothing else to do. I don't need to go anywhere tomorrow. It's fine. Exactly. So how how is um, getting the vaccine there? Is it like fast paced or how was it? How is it? It's interesting. Um, I understand. And look, this is just from what we see in our media. And that's under the caveat that I suppose, do you ever really know what the rest of the world thinks of you if you only read your own media from your own country? You don't really. So I haven't seen a lot of media from other countries about how we're being criticised for the vaccine rollout, but I understand that the Australians are now sort of being laughed at a little bit as well. You know, you guys could have been vaccinated by now, but you sat around and you waited. Well, I mean, to that, I sort of think that it was all very new and because we got on top of it fairly quickly, the urgency for the vaccine was not really there, not like other countries. Also, I mean, there's, a, there's only so much of the vaccine. So for us to stick up our hand as a westernised country saying, we've got the money, give us the vaccine, I think that would have been very selfish of us to, to push to get everybody vaccinated when there are so many countries around the world who are still struggling. So the, the rollout of the vaccine has been slow but then again, I think the approach to with the fact that it's very new, um, I was more comfortable thinking about getting it now, knowing that the vaccine has been around for quite some time. And depending on which vaccine you look at, it's been, it's been around, it's been tested, people have had it. We sort of know the ins and outs of it now. Whereas if I had have been in that first couple of weeks being told to roll up my sleeve and get this jab and no one really knows what it's going to do, I think I would have been very apprehensive to do that whereas now I feel much more comfortable so it's slow it's getting there it's ramping up now and we are told that under 40s which I am uh you we will be able to be vaccinated by September October so they're still going through the elderly um frontline workers so nurses police ambulance uh aged care all of that sort of stuff so they're slowly moving down to us yeah, it's funny. I think like the um, the ages and everything will be sort of like we have because it's kind of like a mess right now. It's um, each state and each city, not necessarily the state is going all the cities together, but it's kind of like that until October, we will have everyone under 40s vaccinated. And I think that is so funny that you mentioned that because I never thought about it, but I've never seen anything like in the news or whatever how is in Australia the vaccines you know like I just heard during the pandemic that it was controlled and you were very good at controlling and that you were living normal life when we were struggling like that was it and then after things were opening up and the United States was opening up and like Europe now we don't hear anything about Australia anymore no. Uh, well, that's that's good to hear because in our media at the moment, we're basically being told that other countries think that we're ridiculous and we should have been vaccinated earlier. 
However, I sort of take the position that one, there were other people who are more in need than we were. So it was okay for us to take a bit of a back step. And also we didn't know how proven these vaccines were and without the necessity to take them, there's no problem erring on the side of caution and just waiting a little bit and seeing how we how we go. The, the other thing that was different, I think, in Australia than many countries, also New Zealand, and I think to some point Singapore as well, we had the ability to basically pay our businesses to close and pay our people to stay at home. So we had the ability to provide necessary funds to those that needed it who couldn't go to work or couldn't work from home or struggled trying to teach their kids and work from home and everything else as well. So we had a few incentives whereby businesses that had to close would be paid a certain amount of money to keep people employed, even though they were unable to work. So, and we had a few other incentives, like the government specifically said to banks and landlords and things like that, that it would be very unfair if you were to kick people out of their homes or foreclose on mortgages, things like that. During this time, we all really need to stick together. And I think that really helped unite us a little bit. Other countries around the world don't have that luxury. We are very, very fortunate. And I cannot be more grateful for the position that we have been in because this was just not possible for so many. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it kind of comes from a sense of community that we don't have it here. Like it's who gets best will get it. And if you don't get it, like, well, you're very unlucky, but that's not my problem. I think that Mm. in some level, some of the things that you mentioned, a few other countries got it, but not all together. Like we did have like a um, incentive from the government, but it was pretty much worthless. Honestly, it was not even like a minimal wage. So um, yeah, I love that. And like on that note, do you think that, I mean, you can say like, if you feel like this, that Australians are kind of like feeling isolated from the rest of the world sometimes just because you are kind of like in the middle of the sea and then you're not like super close to Europe and America and all of that. Well, yeah, I mean, to some point, we definitely feel very isolated from the rest of the world because we are a very big country. We're about the same size as Northern America, yet we're this big island out in the sea, as you said. So for us, when we hear about people traveling and they're going to North America or South America or Europe or even Africa, when they're able to drive to another country, we can't do that. There, there's, there is no day trips to Spain, for instance. Like there's, there's nothing like that. So, I mean, in a way, we are very isolated in that sense. However, this just also means that we have this sense of security, I suppose, with things, and I think it's proven during uh, the pandemic that we're able to do things to sort of protect ourselves. So we can shut borders. We can minimise the amount of people coming in and out we can do a lot of things to protect ourselves in that regard. But it does, as I said, it, it does suck a little bit for traveling because yeah, we can't just go and do things. We have to get on a plane and we have to go. Yeah. It has to be a big trip. So usually when you go on vacation, is it like Asia more than other places in the world? Yeah. Asia, um, Southeast Asia, mainly just because it's close New Zealand, New Zealand is almost like another state of Australia. That's how feel, how we feel. They're so close to us. 
Uh, there are so many New Zealanders living in Australia and so many Australians living in New Zealand that it's almost like, you know, siblings really. And it, it's good. It's, it's good. We have a really good relationship actually with them. My co-host was actually born in New Zealand, Bianca, and she moved here when she was three and yeah, it just assimilated straight away. There, there's no culture shock. There's nothing. It's just like being at home. So yeah, we, we holiday, yeah, mostly in Southeast Asia, um, some North Asia, Japan's pretty popular. South Korea's fairly popular. I think I would feel like a sense of peace being so isolated from everyone sometimes just because you can see from afar like the chaos of the rest of the world and you're like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Sometimes it's a good thing and then other times I visit some places and I think, oh, wow, we are so backwards sometimes. I went to Japan in 2019 and I saw some of the things that they have there and how they organize people and how they do things. And I just think, oh, can I take all of this back to Australia? We need a little bit more of this. I love it. So like, I think my first contact, I would say, with anything from Australia was when I was 11 and we had like this um, TV channel that was like all Australian um, TV shows and I didn't know it was Australia. I was just like, oh my God, where is this place? Like, this is beautiful. Like, where is it? I want to go there. And then like, I was obsessed about going to Australia for like, I don't even know how many years. And it's so funny because no one said anything at the time because we were kids. And I don't know, I think everyone thought that they were the only ones watching, but I would talk about it with my best friend when we were like so obsessed with this TV channel and recently on TikTok I found out like I'm not even kidding 14 years later that everyone watched H2O just add water (laughs) (laughs) I did not know it was so popular back then but like I'm obsessed (laughs) like these days honestly how was it like living in the country that this happened because like it was so far away from me and like it's such a good show honestly h2o i actually haven't watched because i was a little bit older when this came around so in 2000 i was 16 and i was going into year 11 at school so then by the end uh 2010 i was yeah 26 so yeah, I, I missed a lot of H2O. However, we do have it, I think, on Netflix in Australia. I'm trying to get my daughter to watch it because I never got to watch it. And I thought I should probably watch this. Yeah, it's on Netflix here as well, like all the seasons. And honestly, it's so good. I'm not even kidding. And like there are so many TV shows from that time that were all Australian and they were so good. We never had this here. <laughs> like I think that was like, um sleepover club i think oh uh, yes yep sleepover club yep um there was one with a dog like the dog was the main character <laughs> don't remember the <laughs> name but there were like so many good shows sounds australian we had a few i had a bit of a look around the early 2000s anticipating your question And there was a very Australian TV series that started in 2002 called Kath and Kim. If you ever get a chance, look it up. It is really funny. It's very Australian. They're probably a lot broader Australian than normal Australians, but it is funny. 
Uh, I really liked Spicks and Specs, which started in 2005, and that was a music quiz show. So with lots of comedians, lots of musicians, and it was just basically a quiz show, and that was really good. I also really enjoyed a show called Life Support, which started in 2001, and I checked this. You can actually find the episodes for Life Support on YouTube. And it's basically a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke version of a a lifestyle show. So basically they say all of these things and, of course, it's all rubbish, but it's very funny. And, yeah, I did find it on YouTube, the full episode. So if you're interested, look it up. Yeah, I think, like, with all these shows, because there were, like, tons of Australian shows at the time, it was, like, the first contact that I think – most people like around my age at least had with Australia and then like it was all over the world and then like that misconception of like mermaids going to swim the whole day and like you know like that kind of lifestyle they were just chilling they were barely at school and they were like always (laughs) living near the beach and like I think that's where it all started like the whole misconception thing of what is life in Australia (laughs) yeah yeah I I definitely don't turn into a mermaid I can guarantee that definitely (laughs) so what are like a few of the misconceptions that you've heard about Australia the main ones that you're always listening to We are not all crocodile hunters. We are not all Steve Irwin and yet definitely don't go around hunting crocodiles for fun. That's a, it's a, it's sort of a persona in Australia that we call Oka, which is uh, someone who's a bit rough and has a very broad accent, that sort of person. I think there's sort of, there's a persona in every country of that particular person who's very much what every, all the, like everybody else in the world thinks we are. So, for instance, in Brazil, it might be that you're wearing a string bikini and dancing the samba all the time. Yeah, we're not all doing that. We're living normal lives. I went to America in, or sorry, the United States of America, North America, when I was 14 with school. And we were actually able to attend an American high school for a couple of days, which was very interesting. And so many kids asked us if we rode kangaroos to school. Or if you could just go up to a tree and pick out a koala and hug it. Neither of those is true. I, I We actually thought it was very funny that North American kids thought that we could just ride a kangaroo to school. That was very interesting. I, I don't know how you could do that. Yeah, I heard that about monkeys. We could ride monkeys. <laughs> like, how would that work, though? <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. we got this a lot from North Americans, I would say, mostly. Yeah, now North Americans have um, some interesting misconceptions. I've got a few North American friends who I contact recent, uh, re- frequently, sorry. And yeah, we've had a bit of a conversation about things in Australia and my daughter is actually writing letters to my friend's son. They're about the same age and he couldn't understand how that it was winter here and summer over there. And he also wanted to know lots of things about our sports and lots of different things. And it made me realise how very similar we are, but so different. It's just those little differences. effectively it's the same yeah yeah different yeah it totally makes sense like I think that 
we see it obviously more clearly just because we deal with all those misconceptions and we kind of um, have more media, I think, in terms of Europe and North America. And then they don't have it so much um, about mm. Australia, Brazil and other similar countries. So I feel like they don't see it as clear, I think, as we do. And then mm. everyone's always complaining about North America educational system as well. So I think that would play a part in it. Uh, yeah, I think they probably need to focus on getting their geography right, as in where their own states are before they concentrate on the rest of us. We're fine. We're ready when you are. You just concentrate on you for now. I think that's probably a good idea. They're not coping very well with the, the COVID situation, although their vaccine rate tends to be very high. So that's looking really promising. But still, the death rate is, yeah, their population is a lot higher than ours, but the death rate is just... Yeah, it's inconceivable. But I suppose in Brazil, you've got similar figures, don't you? Um, yeah, I think we surpassed. I think we're like over half a million deaths. That's already, wow. I don't even know. Like I lost track just because it stresses me out so much that I can't anymore. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, what would you say are the pros and cons of living in Australia? And I'm just going to jump a little bit here. Because I've seen, I think like at this point, all of my episodes, I mentioned TikTok just because it's like so much in my life. But I saw the other day and I was scared as fuck. I'm not even kidding. Like this kid was going to sit on the toilet and there was a snake on the toilet. And then people were like, oh, are you in Australia? Yes. And like <laughs> spiders, like huge spiders. And I'm like, what is this? Oh. I can't. Yes, the snakes. Um, I I live in the suburbs, so I don't really see a lot of snakes. And I grew up in a bit more of a country town and we grew up with um, a bit of land around us. So snakes were always there. We knew they were there, but I never actually saw one. So that was fine. The spiders, on the other hand, we saw frequently and they were big, like hand size. And these are the spiders that then they can't hurt you they're just big and they're scary and they like jump it's it's insane and so to this day I I could probably deal with a snake better than what I could deal with a big spider can't deal with a big spider they're just what the hell they jump uh huntsmen's if you look up um an Australian huntsman you will see so many TikTok videos Australian huntsmen and yeah they're very agile so they have a very small body and they have very very long legs so they're not heavy and they can just like jump and you could go to put like a plate or something over it to catch it and all of a sudden it's on the wall it, it's gone and it's yeah. just like oh my gosh I can't deal go. with this <laughs> nope <laughs> Um, that's a hard no from me and that's when I try and find somebody else to do with it. <laughs> so yes, uh, this, the spiders, um, yeah, lots of things that we refer to on the podcast as the nature, we refer to it as the nature. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. Uh, but we do have a very interesting range of animals. Have you ever seen a platypus for instance? Do you know what a platypus is? No, I don't. So a platypus has 
it's like it's got a body of an otter but it has a bill like a duck and webbed oh. feet like a duck yeah 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 I do like yeah. Phineas and Ferb <laughs> yeah yes exactly exactly like Phineas and Ferb exactly so we do have a bit of a mix of interesting native animals so that's definitely a pro of living here I really like the choice of climate. So if you name a climate, we have it here. And we have tropical, we have dry desert, we have sunshine 365 days a year in some states. But if you prefer the colder climates, we also have places where it doesn't really get very hot, not even in the middle of summer. And we also have snow. So we have a bit of a mix of everything. I really like the culture in Australia. We have a bit of a mix of everything you can imagine. We've had a massive amount of immigration over the past century and it has brought some amazing things to this country, which is fantastic. We have people from all over the world here and there is nothing better for me than exploring a new type of food or music, all brought to you by the people who have been brought up doing these things or eating these things. So they're bringing it from their homeland it is just, it's so good to be able to share those things in Australia and have that experience. So I really like that. Another pro for Australia is our healthcare and our social security payments, as I touched on the bits about COVID. It's not perfect, but if I needed life-saving surgery right now, I could go to any emergency department in Australia, be treated and not worry about the fact that I'm going to end up with a crippling debt that's going to be attached to that treatment. So I feel very comfortable about that. And another thing that I really enjoy about Australia is this very relaxed attitude. And it is, it's one of those things that people always assume about Australians. And this is actually something that is very much true. We are very laid back in terms of our attitude. And we have this phrase, uh, yeah, she'll be right, which means don't worry about it. It sums up most of Australians. It's like our akuna matata. Yeah, she'll be right. Yeah, I think like tons of Brazilians are moving to Australia right now. Like there are so yeah, many come Brazilians on over. there. <laughs> and, come like, on over. We love there it. There are so many things that are so similar. Like the weather like can be so similar because Brazil is huge as well. So we have like a bunch of options like you do. And healthcare as well, like it's similar to Brazil and you don't, it's not like the United States, for example, that it's ridiculously expensive. <sighs> So I, I think my head that, around it. Yeah. And I think that so many Brazilians are looking to move out of the country because here's a mess and all. And uh, mm-hmm. Australia has been a great option. I've seen so many people moving there. And the Brazilian community at this point, I think it's already huge. Especially I in Melbourne, in it is. Can- Canberra, I think. Uh, yes, and in Canberra, that's our, that's actually the uh, capital of our country. And yeah, I know in Melbourne, there is quite a big Brazilian community from not from any one specific area of Brazil, either, from my understanding, they're pretty much from all over. Yeah. We, I actually went to a Brazilian nightclub and they had dancing and they had like capoeira demonstrations and they had all Brazilian food and all sorts of stuff and that was sort of in the middle of the city and it was very very popular with yeah Australians as well as Brazilians so yeah I we're definitely embracing Brazilians over here love them yeah I think they also have they don't have a hard time adapting to the country like 
overall and with the people just because like you said Australians are so chill and I think friendly as well. Uh, just to touch on some cons about the country uh, as I said before it is a bit of a bummer that we can't just drive to another country and I travel I, I like to travel and traveling overseas takes a really really long time when I went to Japan in 2019 it was about 10 hours the closest international neighbor that we had is Indonesia but from Melbourne I think it's about six hours to a very popular holiday spot being Bali Whereas for, for us in Melbourne, it's actually quicker to travel to New Zealand and that's usually about three or four hours. So it's it's still, you've got to get on the plane, you've got to do all of those things. So I, I think it would be nice to live in somewhere like Europe where you could, you know, just either jump on a ferry or drive the car a couple of, you know, I don't know, however far it is and yeah, end up in another country and spend the weekend there. So yeah, we would, I suppose I would like something like that, but, you know, there are things that I could possibly look at if I was going to move uh, overseas. The other thing that I'd like to touch on is we still battle a bit of sexism here and it's on a level that we just shouldn't be. For how advanced we are in so many other areas, it just baffles my mind why we've only ever had one female prime minister. I feel like it's getting better though, but I mean, there is more representation or female representation in typical male-dominated industries and in senior positions in business, as well as within the government, but I feel like it could get better. It's just one of those things that I just think we should be further ahead than what we should be, so it's frustrating that we're not. Yeah, but, like, I think um, travelling, like, for a week in another country, I think this is so Europe. (laughs) Like, this is so Europe. I could never... Like Brazil is so huge that yeah, I would you have be the same able. Problem. <laughs> yeah, I would be able to spend the weekend in like a town nearby, like my state. I can even like go to another state to spend the weekend because it wouldn't be worth it, especially by car. Um. So, what is your favorite thing about living there? From all the pros that you said. My favorite thing about living in Australia is probably my freedom. So I really like being able to live my life the way that I want to live it. I've been educated. I have a child. I've swapped jobs. I've bought a house. I've accomplished a lot and all because I've had the opportunity to do so. And I haven't had to rely on my parents' money or status because they have neither. In order for doors to open for me, I have the ability to open doors myself And I think it's something, particularly in Western countries, that we take for granted is the ability to be able to do this for ourselves. Effectively, the sky's the limit. And that's one of the things I really do love about Australia. Everybody gets an opportunity. It's a bit of a a big community here. We try and look after each other. We're not focused on stature, status, money, things like that. It just, well, I mean, some people are, but you get that everywhere. But it's very much you, you make your own way in the world and I I I really like that about Australia um well finally what's something you would like people to know about Australia that's not super um out there I guess um we don't ride kangaroos to school or work and and much like Brazilians are not having carnival 365 days a year um we (laughs) 
we have a very unique sense of personality and culture as our, our Aussie culture, I suppose you could describe it as a mash of every culture that you can imagine. We've sort of taken a bit of everything because that's just who we are. And there is so much here that people don't really understand until they've seen it. And I say to everybody listening to your podcast that once COVID is over, come and see it for yourselves. It is very much unique. Um, I apologize profusely for our accent. Nobody sounds like us. It is a very, very interesting accent. And you can hear an Australian before you see them. You will hear us coming before you see us coming. That's really funny. But everyone that I've that I know that went to Australia at least once, they loved the country so much. My cousin, she went there for a year and she had the time of her life. So Oh good. Yeah. Very glad. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming to the podcast amy i loved having you here no problem and i would like to say uh brigada yes <laughs> ah, i got it right finally <laughs> brigada so brigada for having me on your show <laughs> you're welcome where can people find you online Okay, so as I said before, I am a co-host on a podcast called Friday Night Wine Fight. Dot, uh, sorry, Friday Night Wine Fight. You can find us at FridayNightWineFight.blogspot.com.au. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, tip, TikTok, and Tumblr. Awesome! Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having me. Okay, everyone. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to go follow Amy and her podcast on every social media. Really go check her check out her podcast because it's really fun. I love listening to it. I think that they talk about really good topics and they're not always so obvious. They they have like a good range of topics. And I just want to like say something really random, but I was like so proud of myself for understanding absolutely everything that Amy said, because I think that the last time that I had any contact whatsoever with an Australian, I just simply did not understand a word that they said. So, I mean, Amy's amazing, but I was like so proud of myself for understanding. And I don't think that at this point that the Australian accent is so different because I remember that it felt like another language back then. But anyway, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast, this podcast episode. Sorry, I'm like all over the place. And I hope to see you back here for next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>